welcome back to For Collar Girls podcast. We are in season five. Oh my goodness. 2022? 2022. Yeah, it feels like it's been forever. <laughs> it's, it, it's been a minute. It has been, been a minute. minute. <laughs> we went on break in summer 2021 and we continue to stay on break. Sure did. Until, Until now. Today. Amen. Until we are. It is. Yes. So, friend... What's been going on? I mean, let's update people on where we're at. It's good. Yes. Where are we? So I will say the end of 2021, Mm -hmm. so much kind of came all at once. Like Mm -hmm. I had a job promotion. I became provisional in my denomination. What that means is like, I'm still on my um, journey towards ordination, but I'm kind of still there. <laughs> it's a seven, it, you know, it's a decade. It's a decade journey. <laughs> we'll talk about that in another time. Mm-hmm. And I traveled internationally for the first time in the pandemic for work um, and also not for work, for fun. Um, and so by the time I came to 2021, the end of it, I was like, I'm, I just need to shut down. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. And then my husband and I got COVID. And it was like, wow. It was like, you keep keep going. And then, yeah. And then you stop. Thankfully, we are both healthy. And I feel like I'm still processing all that 2021 was. And what that means for me in 2022. Um, But I can honestly say, like, when you take the time to rest, like even outside of COVID, but actually, like, I also haven't had my computer for the last, what, three weeks? Mm -hmm. Um, And so when you just take the time, you just realize the difference between being, like, tired and being yourself. Yeah. like... Yeah, that's really. And so I'm in I'm in that space of like feeling pretty nourished. What about you? First of all, I love that for you. I <laughs> I love that so much. Um, so for me, I haven't actually had a lot of traveling last year. I actually feel like I've been able to be more insulated and staying Mm -hmm. in my space. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's been really good for me. Um, Just trying to honor myself, honor my body, honor where I'm at, um, embrace fully who I am, which hasn't always been an easy thing for me. Um, Constantly trying to improve or, you know, do this or that and, and I find I'm finding myself more um, along this journey of self acceptance, um, like true self acceptance. Acceptance, right? Not just um, not just under this umbrella of self love, but truly accepting every aspect of myself, mm-hmm. even the things that I wish that I could change. <laughs> um, but understanding that um, all of that is a part of who I am. And a part of uh, how I 
um, express myself and how I care and love for people and myself um, and truly embracing those things that for such a long time um, I thought just needed to be improved upon. And uh, so it's been it's been quite the journey um, so far. And I'm with you. By the end of 2021, I was like, yeah, so I'm done. I <laughs> I did not get COVID yet, which is, I don't know how that happened because so many people around me did and even people that I was around. Um, but I definitely have had a few periods, uh, especially towards the end of this year, where I just like, my, my body was like, we've done enough, you know, <laughs> let's sleep, let's enjoy doing nothing. Right. Um, so I had to, I had to, speaking of self-acceptance, I had to really give myself permission to do that, um, just, uh, into the new year. So I'm also, um, would like to share, I think I've shared this a little bit, but like I'm in a really beautiful, healthy relationship with another human who I love so dearly. Um, I love that for me and us. And um, we are trying to figure out what it looks like to have a blended family, to um, blend our lives together, um, to say, stay who we are and be who we are together. Um, it's quite that's been also a part of like this this whole journey mm-hmm. and he has really been such a lovely person to um to grow with so i'm looking forward to that um also in the new year what that brings for us right um so mm-hmm. yeah so every time uh-huh. i think about that i get a little <laughs> I love it. Yes. Get a little joy. That's beautiful. Yes. I was like, yes. Yes, love. Yes, love. Yes. And the way it allows for delight. Um, that's just beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, yes, season five. Mm. Season five, what what does this what does this next season look like? So many beautiful things that we are so excited to share. Um, but I think we also just want to set the scene for what the conversation we hope to engage in. Um, goodness, y'all, we have been in this global pandemic for the last two years, two two full years. Yeah, I've been working from home for two years. We've been dreaming and in and out of this podcast for two years in this pandemic. Um, and I think we cannot like deny or we also have to accept as you shared Tamika, the fact that like healing that is, that comes from the depths of like who we are and also, um, you know, what has been reflected to us, yes, in our faith experience, but also like in our community and um, and just overall. And so kind of going through this season to explore and unfold, like, what is healing? Um, and what are the ways that we can explore healing in various different avenues, uh, 
um, that meet us where we are and also transform like where we are headed um, as individuals and as a, us as a collective. Um, and I and I think we just kind of thought that that was just so that this conversation around healing. Um, can definitely honor like where where we currently are and also like I think where we hope to be um you know what did what did that Instagram uh <laughs> there's an Instagram page that was like you know I was today years old when I realized that 2020 and like 2020 is just like 2022 I know I'm butchering it but like when I saw that just this whole sense of like Yes, not much has changed in the last two years. You're right. Yeah. That's how it Yeah, like 2020 is, like we're now in 2022. That thing. Yes. Thank you, Tamika. <laughs> I did mess it up. <laughs> right. No, what's so interesting though, um, I forget who, who did I, is I think it's a friend of mine's on either Facebook or Instagram who kind of talked back at that. Um, and how, Oh, I know who it was. No, it wasn't a friend. It was someone I follow on Instagram, um, who talked about the, uh, the importance of intentionality and how she just will not accept that that's how we need to talk about 2022. And I was like, yes, sis, that's exactly where we need to be, but it's really hard not to be. It's really hard not to be there. Right. <laughs> I think it's just the disappointment that we all experienced. Um, thinking when we got to the end of 2020, that somehow 2021 would be that year where we could uh, be in a different, more like healing space, right? In a space that that felt more perhaps familiar to us or that just like we could be rid of the traumatizing aspects of um, (laughs) of what 2020 was. And it just seemed as though 2021 was like, yeah, y'all thought, but here we are, right? Um, So many people um, have held on to a more uh, cynical (laughs) view, including yours truly, um, about (laughs) what 2022 will bring, right? Not being too, like, hopeful, not being too um, excited about, like, what could what could possibly be in this new year, but just like slowly, gradually moving into the new year (laughs) with very little expectations other than perhaps we just won't be as bad off as we have been or something, right? Perhaps. (laughs) Right? Perhaps. But yeah, friend, I think to your point then, what are the things that we want to to really like concentrate on. And so, um, for the, for you listeners, um, uh, Laura and I go on usually like a retreat or since we gather, uh, together and dream and imagine what we have learned and we dream about and consider what we have learned, um, for this new season. And, the word healing came up, but then we started thinking, what are the ways in which we um, have actually experienced or continue to try to experience healing? So 
We have some topics that we're going to like bring up throughout our season. Um, it will be about ritual, about art, movement, and creation, and justice, and art. So these are all things that we want to explore even further during this season. And we hope that you are open and willing to hear what that looks like from our perspective, but also willing to be open and share your perspective. So we'll have other opportunities for you to respond maybe um, to an episode or respond before we release an episode so we can share this in community together and learn from each other. So yeah, Mm -hmm. the season is healing together, y'all. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. Yes, I am so, I'm so excited because it's so needed. And I, I think, you know, one of the things that we want to kind of, for our conversation today of like maybe kind of unpack and and understand like maybe where our um where our kind of perspectives of healing like come from uh and especially like in scripture and you know to feel like you have brought something up around uh yes these expectations i'm gonna butcher it again 2022 like 2022 okay that's it um i have to like say it yeah But like, yes, we all have this expectation. Even I did, right? Like I'm vaccinated. So that means like it won't touch me. And it means like I'm fully healed. But lo and behold, look at our our, our Omicron or whatever. Omicron, Corona. It came through. And so I think think one of the things that we have to unlearn is and release is that there are so many expectations that we have on healing and like where does that come from and Mm -hmm. and why is that there because I think then it doesn't having those expectations and I'll say maybe this these unfair expectations around like what healing is and what healing is not and and I hope those that are listening, like you're not receiving that. That's what we want to say, like what healing is and what healing is not, but really to have this conversation about where is it that we experience healing? Where is it that we experience healing? So when we, when we say, um, that healing is happening or that I want to heal that, like that is coming from a space of intention. Um, and, and, and I think, um, just something I want to bring in today is scripture. Uh, and there's a couple of biblical stories, the syn- synoptic gospels pulling up through Mark, Matthew, Luke, a girl who was restored to life and a woman made well. Yeah. Um, and I think, and, and it's interesting when we brought up the topic of healing to kind of imagine how we experience it. This was the, scripture and I didn't realize it was in all three gospels. It is in all three gospels. Um and in all three gospels there's two stories parallel to each other. Um where Jesus has um been healing for quite some time and his reputation is um really causing a lot of people to to close in and to crowd him because uh, people know that he's capable of doing these like miracles and he gets to this place um and in all three gospels it is the leader of a synagogue 
in Mark and Luke, they name him as Jairus. Uh, Matthew, it does not say. And so in all three Gospels, the man goes to Jesus and he's like, my daughter is 12 years old. She is dying and I need you to come right away. And so you hear, um, especially in Mark, this like rush of the disciples and the people with Jairus to get Jesus to the daughter before she dies. So it's like the story is rushing towards something. Speaking of how we like understand healing, right? So we're all rushing towards this, this, uh, this young girl who needs to be restored. And in the midst of this rushing and the crowds pressing in, a woman who has been suffering from hemorrhaging for 12 years reaches out and just wants to touch Jesus mm-hmm. and be healed. So, mm-hmm. and then it seems in the moment that time stops. And I think that's the beauty of the story, right? Is that there's this rush and everybody's trying to move Jesus along. And then in the midst of that, a woman touches him and he's like, stop. (laughs) Somebody touched me. And in all three stories, everyone, including the disciples were like, um, I'm not sure if you see what we see, but like, there's a whole crowd around us. I'm not sure. We you see. Crowd. Like, bro, everybody is touching you. <laughs> you know, we're all in <laughs> right. And he's like, uh-uh. no, I felt something. I felt something happen. I felt something leave for me. Someone touched me. Mm. And, um, and then the woman comes forward and she said, it was me. Mm-hmm. And she knew that just from the touch that she could be made well. And that is why Jesus says this thing to her. Mm-hmm. And then with that happening, right, the time stopped. <laughs> they continue on their journey after he pauses for this woman only to get to the house and the young girl has already died. And so they're just like, you might as well go ahead and, you know, thank you for your time. And Jesus um, tells them to leave the room and she, and he wakes up the daughter um, and she wakes up and she's alive. So the story of the two speak to this essence of healing in time and space and our expectations of it, right? So the people wanted it to hurt, wanted Jesus to hurry on. Like, come on, we got things to do. This girl is dying right now. And this woman understood that all it took was that instance for her to receive the thing that she had been waiting for for 12 years. Hmm. Um, but also she had been waiting and seeking and, and trying to be healed for 12 years. The same time that this young girl was actually growing up to be who she is, which is a beautiful parallel of um, how the interconnectedness of womanhood and, um, and how like healing is intergenerational right? 
Um, yeah, it's this story is so, so beautiful, y'all. Um, and it does speak to the topics that we want to share and how it's all interconnected, all intergenerational, and it takes time and it happens throughout time and space. And I think the thing that we've been holding on to for these last two years is wanting things to speed up, even mm. though in this time we were forced to slow down. Oh, to me, God. <laughs> no. I just, okay. I, I just okay. Keep like that. going. Keep going. No, but that's that's the that's the part. That's the thing that. Um, that's a lesson. And so, so here, here's a, an important a thing that I want to say in the midst of saying all of this, right. Is that, you know, every person, every community, every family has had different experience. So I don't want to overgeneralize about this pandemic, about our experiences, but some people have lost, truly lost so much, including lives, right? Including loved ones um, and have had to mourn multiple deaths, had to mourn multiple losses. And I think many of us have lost a lot in this time and space. So the desire for it to be over makes complete and utter sense. The desire to like want to get to the other side of this and want things to just be any kind of semblance of normalcy or like familiarity or whatever that thing is that we're seeking, wanting that makes complete and utter sense, right? And there is something to say about how for a moment we had to pause. Mm-hmm. And that connectedness with Jesus who paused for that moment to acknowledge this power, this something that left him and went to someone else. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just that that's what that's part of what makes the story so powerful, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, And we don't even get to know her name. Mm-hmm. Is the woman who was hemorrhaging? Yep. Or the daughter. We don't get to know their names. Um, I'm, I think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think Jesus says her, the daughter's name. Yep, little girl. So we don't get to know any of their names. But we do get to heal, hear their healing stories in the in the dynamic of a whole um of a whole story together Mm -hmm. their stories are placed Mm -hmm. together um in all three gospels which i think is very important i think there's something to that about um jesus's healing ministry as well as what healing means and what healing is um and how what does that mean for us like how do we hear this story and how does it inform our need and desire for healing, for restoration, you know, for to be cured, to <laughs> to be alive again, right? Um, yeah, so it's a wonderful story. <laughs> Thank you, Laura, because Laura is the one who, who like, who, see, we just so y'all know, what we do is, like, we try to, like, write out all the things we want to, we want to talk about, 
and we used like a, a document together. And then I saw the story and I was like, yes, friend, that's it. That's the story. And then like, <laughs> but yes, it is, it is 100% the story we want to offer for you to read. Um, and if you are interested in reading all three accounts of the, of the story, I will give you the verses because that's who I am. Matthew 9, verses 18 to 26. And then you can also find it in Luke chapter 8, verses 40 through 56. And you can, I encourage you to maybe read one of them one day, right? Um, Maybe think of whatever words or phrases or something that comes out of it for you. And then read another, another day, do the same in another and another day. And then um, maybe think of how those three different um, accounts really resonate with you or don't, right? And like mm-hmm. how and how each um, author wanted to portray the story um, for us and the importance of it in our lives. So you know, Bible stories are my jam, friends. So thanks for that. <laughs> Thank you for that. I just want to say, <laughs> I just want to say, if you are listening right now and you didn't know, you know now that Tamika is a badass biblical storyteller. So if you didn't receive a word today, trust and believe that that was your word. Because yes, Mm, 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 mm. A whole pause. A whole pause. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you for allowing the reality of the reality of the biblical story to speak to the reality of the present, which yes, we were so rushed to be done to get over this, to for uh for healing to come quickly, but yet, no, we needed to really pause. And and I think, and one thing that I didn't catch until you said it, this is why Bible study is so important. Hmm, I'm being saved right now. I think I just realized that the woman who was hemorrhaging had an intention when she touched Jesus. 100%. She she was intent on that healing would come. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think, again, and this is always, like, with my understanding of healing in the church has always been, like, Jesus did it. Yes, Jesus is great. I love Jesus. Me some Jesus. <laughs> but there is... There is so much power. And this is one of the reasons why we brought up this specific text about... Jesus specifically said, your faith has made you well. And faith, we know, is this inner trust within ourselves on this outer divine experience. But it is something, faith is an understanding that starts within. And for this hemorrhaging woman... She had this trust and intention set that healing and her wellness would come in her faith in Jesus. Mm. And I just think that that is just such like a powerful understanding that she's, 
Yes, it was her faith, but her faith was also connected to a deep intention to be made well. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, you know what, friend? Also, so this is how spirit works. And I, when we asked about like how we're doing, I complete, this is what happens with me. I completely forgot that I had a whole surgery. Like, I had a whole surgery. I had a myomectomy, which is um, in 2021, (laughs) Uh, um, which is where you remove uterine fibroids. And I had, I think, 18 altogether in my body. Um, And there's a connection to the hemorrhaging woman because that is one of the symptoms of having multitude or even like one large fibroid is that you can have menstrual bleeding for a very long time, which can cause hemorrhaging and mm-hmm. loss of blood, loss of um, uh, lots of things because of it. And your, uh, your menstrual cycle can be unbearable even. Um, and so <laughs> I did not even make this connection okay so so right so like what is so interesting as well is that i heard a sermon on this um by deacon julie stecker uh she's one of my really good friends um in the elca and she spoke about healing as well as um this acknowledgement of um an ailment that may not be something outwardly where we can slowly see it, but someone has lives with for quite some time and it's not always explainable. And I felt that personally, like I, I have experienced that personally with these fibroids and it's a very common thing um, amongst African-American women, especially. Um, And oftentimes uh, if we go to a doctor about it, Depend, depending on your uh, your doctor, um, you can yeah. be missed or it can be just like this is a normal thing or um, not many people actually know that they, they have this option of getting a myomectomy um, or and the myomectomy is important because you are not um, you do not have to get rid of all of your parts <laughs> in order to combat the fibroids. And I wasn't ready. So I, and that's not to say for those women who are and have um, had the full surgery um, uh, is any less than or whatever, you know, that's not the point. The point is I relate to this woman now more than I have ever because of my experience. Um, and understanding the importance of needing healing in that way, um, and needing to be recognized and heard, um, that I wasn't wrong about what my body was telling me or that there wasn't something wrong with me because that's what my body was doing, you know? And so that's another like more personal connection that I personally have. And I, if you are like me, I, I hope that you have the support that you need. Um, so just to keep it on a more personal level. Um, and what this story also can connect with that and what it looks like to be heard and acknowledged. 
um, mm-hmm. in your understanding and in your faith. So yeah, I, there was a level at which I had to trust that my instincts were telling me the truth and that what mm-hmm. I was feeling was what was actually happening. And, um, and then I had to advocate for myself. I had to lean in and say, no, this is what I want. I had to change doctors because my initial doctor was like, yeah, I mean, we all have them. And I'm like, mm, but do we all need to keep them? Is the kind, you know? <laughs> Am I supposed to have them? I mean, um, and so I had to lean in and find another source to get the healing that I know I deserved and needed. And this mm-hmm. is also the story of this woman, right? Um, so who knows how through those 12 years, the amount of like different um, healers and uh, whoever, people that um, she went to in order to get this hemorrhaging to stop only for it not to happen, but her continued journey towards that healing led her to a source that she was willing to take the risk um, to do and have in order to be healed. So it's another aspect of the story um, that just came to me. So (laughs) it's just such a, like a lovely, a lovely story that I hope um, as you are readying yourself for our new season and into the next, um, episode that you can take with you, especially if you're a woman who is dealing with, um, with your own personal health, um, <laughs> surrounding your womb, um, and what that looks like. So that's my, that's my personal connection for you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing. And, and yeah, um, what, I mean, what a powerful connection and real experience that so many of us as Black women um, know someone or are that someone. And so making that connection is just like, thank you, Spirit. Thank you. Yes. And, you know, I also want to name that this story connects with anyone who has a wound. So we've been mm-hmm. we've been very binary in our conversation right now so far, just because of mm-hmm. my own personal experience. But if you have a wound <laughs> and you experience any of this, I hope that it connects mm-hmm. with you in a way um, that encourages mm-hmm. you to continually to advocate for your health, advocate mm-hmm. for yourself, um, and that is a faithful act. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that is a faithful act towards healing. So. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yes, friend. Thank you. And I think as you were sharing a quote that I want to share from Alex Ells after the rain um, in her specific chapter on healing, and she writes, I'm willing to release my expectations on healing and what it's supposed to look like so that I can make room for more self-compassion, self-healing, and self-love. Yeah. And just, you know, what you're sharing, you have this expectation that the first doctor you have would do the right thing like they should have and done something. But, you know, that wasn't the case. And so that opened up so many other opportunities for you, really, to have different care, but also know how to advocate for yourself and 
um, continue to, yes, get the resources and healing that you deserve. And I feel like when it comes to healing, often our, sometimes it's like, yes, our environment, our um, uh, things that we have learned from our experience, like shape this certain understanding of healing that sometimes in moments that needs to be released so that we can make room for our whole selves um, so that we can make room for the healing, as you said, that we deserve. So um, yeah, just like, and I'm just excited about what we are going to continue to like learn about healing in this new season. And I'm also excited for the ways that you all will engage in conversation with us um, too about how you are experiencing healing in the season. And, you know, hopefully through all of this, we can uh, kind of name and create for, with each other, like how we can heal together. Um, so I'm just excited and so grateful. Yeah, you're sharing. Thank you, friend. Yeah, so I'm just excited. I'm excited for the season. I'm excited to engage with y'all. So, um, as a part of this podcast, we also want to share um, some sort of practices or something with you um, for each each episode. So, for this particular episode, we're wondering if you can journal what healing is to you. What does it mean for you to heal? Um, and that can mean multiple things. So don't shortchange yourself. Don't, you know, it does, there's no right or wrong answer in this moment. Just really consider what it is that healing means for you. Um, it can be physical. It can be spiritual. It can be mental. It can be all of those things together. Um, and we hope that you take that for this, this time before our next episode and feel free to please, oh, please share that with us, share it on the socials. You can find us on Twitter at four collared girls and that's collared like the greens. You can find us at four collaredgirls.com and you can find us on Facebook, um, and Instagram at the same handle for collared girls. Um, but we just really want to hear from you, hear what you, what it means for you to actually heal. What is healing me for you? All right. Well, until next time. Yes, please. We're, we're just, first of all, I just, I know we, we like to end these things, but I'm just like really happy that we're finally back together. And then we haven't really left each other, y'all. We're we're always in contact with each other, but this yeah. feels like, this feels like uh like being back like in the space that we love so much together. And yeah, it just feels really good. I just want you to know I love you, friends, so much. I love you too. This 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 is church for me. Like I literally just got my word for the week, just FYI. <laughs> So I, yes, thank you. Thank you. And I'm actually so excited for those like folks who will listen to this because I just know that this is going to land in such a powerful way. Yeah. Um, but thank you. Thank you for always living into your gifting, the biblical storyteller, all of it. Yeah. I'm just grateful. Grateful. Thank you. Biblical storyteller, pastor, all of it. Be more. All right, y'all. We love you. We hope to hear from you. Check in with us. Bye.
We are. We are. We're college girls. Peace, y'all.